dot com. Remember, you drop the E's. Is it us? Or did online radio just get a bit more culture? To find out more, log into www.odacastradio.com. Odacastradio.com. Warning The Bonsai Beat contains explicit language and may not be suitable for all listeners or fans of Neo Genesis Evigallion. This is the Bonsai Beat Podcast. Each week bringing you anime news, current and classic show reviews, and entertaining discussion from a fan's perspective. Here is Jello Kuhn and Zaldar. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 97. And that song right there has uh, everything to do with our review tonight. I'm going to be reviewing the oddly named show, My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. But welcome, Zoldar here to the show as always. Ugh. You're going to be reviewing that. I am going to be reviewing show, that. Are you? I am. I have a patriotic duty to our uh-huh. listeners that is patriotic in nature. So, mm-hmm. yes. That's, that's, that show just makes me... Very, very unhappy. Hey, yes, the title is screwed up, but hey. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, yes. Episode 97, you can listen live, stickcam.com, front slash bonsaibeat, send us mail, bonsaibeat at gmail.com, and uh, recommend stuff to review, anything, tell us how bad we are, I don't know. Um, so, what have you been watching, anything? Uh, not really. Um, I've watched a little bit more of um, uh, the... Uh, high School of the De- Obligatory Panty Shot, uh, otherwise known as High School of the Dead. I'm waiting for the and new release. have been watching, um, keep trying to keep up with the, the the devil anime. I forget which one that is. Where the one where the guy goes to the uh, the school and figures out he's going to be the Demon King, basically. Gotcha. Uh, well, I finally finished um, the second season of Harvey, Suzumiya, and... Uh, Endless 8 just killed it for me. Like, by the time I finished Endless 8, I just marathoned through the remaining episodes yesterday, but literally, like, both seasons, you could just chop up and make a timeline of events. But, I did not care for the second season at all. They had, like, one random episode, they had Endless 8, and they spent the remaining five episodes on... Um, did you ever watch the first season? No. Okay. That's not a show that I care for. Well, the... <laughs> the um, Basically, in season number one, the very first episode is called Double Zero. And it's about this, it's this really, really, really bad movie they film and they show to the school uh, as part of their arts festival as a club and Mm -hmm. it just looks awful and things of that nature well the last five episodes of second season go about them filming that movie that aired in season one the awful movie from season one it wasn't awful it was just funny but I mean like you know it was not you know the story was convoluted there was no rhyme or reason to the story anything like that It it was pretty funny when you watch it for the first time 
But this, so, like, literally, you could break season two up into three different parts. You know, there was that one random episode, there was Endless Eight, and then there was the five episodes dedicated to them filming the movie. And all the stuff that went on with that. So. Mm. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I was really disappointed. I mean, like, I, I don't know what they really... I didn't know what I expected, but... I don't know. I just didn't care for it. And yes, Endless 8. There was variances. They, they never wore the same clothes. They, um, you know, you are, uh, yeah, uh, Yuki always bought a different mask every time they went to the, the Bond Festival. Things of that nature. I mean, there was, so, there was differences, but I mean, literally, by the 6th or 7th, uh, episode of the Endless Eight. I was just hitting fucking fast forward like next chapter on my DVD player, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I've seen this part. Okay, like because none of that dress, the overall core concept never drastically changed." So, I guess if you're a really big Haruhi fan, you probably like this. I, I don't know. I just didn't see the whole point. Like now, I can understand why a lot of people were pissed off with the second season. So. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people were quite upset about that whole thing. Although I've renewed... <clears throat> I started watching Kamargu Orange Road. I probably butchered the name. And oh my god, am I loving this show. It's from 1987. It's 48 episodes long. Like, everyone hails it as a classic. And what show uh, is this? It's called Kamargu it's like Orange Road. Base, I heard of this. Yes, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. Um, I haven't, though. Well, you haven't? Uh-uh. Oh, I don't okay. Think. Well, basically, if I want to own this on DVD, I'm going to be shelling out about $225. Damn. Yeah, it's like 12 discs. It's ridiculous. That They're is like pretty ridiculous. like 20 bucks a pop. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I can only find them on buy.com. Like, no reputable, you know, right stuff or whatever. Amazon. Nobody huh. carries it anymore. So... That's too um, bad. Yeah, no, it was a bummer. But I'm watching it. I've been getting it from Netflix and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, but it's about this 15-year-old kid. He just moved to this town. He's moved like seven. He's been to seven different schools because his family is a bunch of espers. And through reasons, you know, they kind of explained a couple of them why they've had to move. Like, his little sister has, like, can speed. Like, so, the first day of school, they're having, like, fitness, athletic thing, and she runs a, um, she runs, like, I don't know, like, a 200-yard dash in three seconds, so they had to move. No, they had to move, yeah. Yes, because they found out, you know, because she used the powers in front of everybody. So, it's kind of a unique story. It's not your typical, like, love story. Um, but it, it, it's basically a love triangle forms between this kid and then two best friends. And, but these two girls are like polar opposites. Like one's this badass girl who smokes and drinks and she beats people up, but she's a Tassandra. Um, you know, so she's actually a very caring person, but you know, Mm -hmm. she's very outspoken and, you know, just rude to everybody when you first meet her. And then you've got the other girl 
who's like this sweet, bubbly, I love her voice actress, I have to say that much, just nails her perfectly. She's really outgoing, and like, she basically, he doesn't really fall in love with her right away, they bump into each other in the hallway, and he ends up kissing her by accident, so she starts calling him darling after that. It's funny. But, um, so I mean, like, I've only on episode five or six, and very early on in the show, but already I'm just like, just pissed off myself that I haven't watched it sooner. I'm huh. really, I'm really liking it. I'm really liking it. It's like finally a decent story that isn't like today's anime where it's moe or fucking. Oh my god, we gotta have panty shots everywhere because people won't buy it or watch it. Hey man, but you're the one who always likes the moe stuff. You're the guy who watches K on. K on kicks now. ass, God. And I watch Clannad. But that's all moe stuff. So. Well, we were just saying a minute ago you didn't like that stuff. Come on now. Consistency. Meh. I'm not very consistent. (laughs) Yeah, this is true. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, they're actually caring about the story. Creativity is good, yes. Yes. So, I'm also still watching today's stuff. You know, as I talk about, oh, they actually have the story, no panty shots. Yeah, I watched you Soga No Sword number nine yesterday. (laughs) Nothing like fucking your girlfriend in front of your sister. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> uh, this is um, gonna be another show I'm gonna end up end up reviewing because it's just they break the show up like every two episodes is dedicated to one of like the five girls in the show, and he has a panic attack. That, that will definitely be something that never happens to me. <laughs> I don't think any of us will get to that. The lucky. girl I'm currently dating. Yes, that I'm not gonna do. Hey, but come on, if it was an anime. The girl would forget all about it, and you would forget all about it, and you just go That's after the true. next girl. No, if it was an anime, my sister would join in. That would no. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, you're the one who's reviewing My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. <laughs> just a damn title. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, right, and then I'm watching Dragon Ball Z Kai still, and I'm really liking that. They just got to, They just got to the Super Saiyan part. Because, I, like I said, patriarch duty. And I wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Like, come on. Ichi is watching normal Dragon Ball Z. He was got to the same episode I was watching on Kai. Mm-hmm. And he's on 188, and I'm on, like, yeah. I'm on 49. So, there you yeah, go. Now, now you see why uh, people have issues with the regular. Exactly. That's why I'm watching the condensed version. I'm saving time and energy. That's right. We spent on reviewing other stuff. Mm-hmm. Before we get in the news, um, I, wa- I looked over the 2000, you know, the winter 2010 anime charts. Whew. Man, everything looks like shit. Really? Nothing this season, for TV at least. Some of the OAVs sound pretty interesting, but as far as like the only, there's like 18 shows tops now that are airing next season, and none of them sound interesting. Although I am happy because um, one of the OAVs is Baka to test. So I am happy. And there's a Kodomo no Jika OVA. Oh, alright. <laughs> now, and since it's an OVA, it can become even more disgusting, right? Probably not. I don't Bro, know. Well, you know, the first, I mean, that show was a bit disturbing yeah, at yeah. times. But it was entertaining, yes. Okay, at least you can but as an OVA, I don't know. Might be a little 
donut. We'll have to see. But yes. Anyway, I'll be interested to see how that works. I don't know. They already had the a second th- season of that. Yeah, there never really was an official second season. It's all just been OVAs. Mm. Okay. Really? Yep. This will be like huh. the fourth or fifth OVA. I think it's coming bundled with like one of the mangas or something. I don't know. Oh, so that may be in like the sixth grade or something now, right? <laughs> we can only hope. Because I think the first runs, um, I think the first one was third grade, and then there was a fourth grade was the one that does the next one. I remember. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but I'm not sure. Me neither. Happens after I kind of only watch. I'll the first see if season. I can find the rest of it on you. If they haven't taken them off YouTube yet, they may have. Okay. 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 Well, I want to do this right news. Story. Brought to you by <laughs> Anime News Network. Oh, it's not back. <laughs> I'll do the first one too. Okay. So, Morning Manga is planning an English site worldwide release, and when Anime News Network comes up, I can read the rest of it. There we go. The official website for Kanudasha's Morning Seinen magazine. And its manga's titles announced on Thursday that the web team plans to open an English version in the near future. Uh, this is evidently part of a revamp of the entire site. Uh, the English version is the first step in making it available in multiple languages, and it's going aims to have simultaneous releases worldwide. Cool. I just got an app application for the Apple iPhone and the Android smartphone. Ah, and it introduced a new official mascot, uh, Morning Guma, who really looks way too much like Pedo Bear. But, uh, so, cool, cool. I just find it funny that they're doing their own thing when they just said, like, what was it, three weeks ago, a month maybe, that they were teaming up with all those other manga publishers? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with that. That's a good point. Because they did say that, didn't they? Yeah, because when I read that, I was just like, well, they just said that they were going with, like, Kodansha, and uh, Mm -hmm. all them were going with, you know, know, all the other people, and forming their own, like, mega portal, and now it sounds like they're doing their own thing. Maybe it's, I don't know, maybe it's just something they're wanting to do on their own, and still collaborate with the other people? I I don't know. Yeah, maybe they got doing both. That would be a little weird. I guess in in the end, though... It's still a win-win for American American manga fans because they're finally, yep. you know, they're giving us what we want. You know, they're. Yeah, I don't know. This be. I can't wait for this to launch. To be honest, just for the fact that um, we'll get stuff you get sooner. More crap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you can take your strike witch's story. Oh, well, I thought you were gonna do. Were we not gonna do the next one on the list? I don't know. I probably got in bad order. Go on, just do the. All oh. right, we'll do the strike, which is story next. Then all yes, right, we need a light, we need an upwarming, we need uplifting. An upwarming one before the next one. Yes, exactly. yes, I see. So the Japanese character goods retailer Chara Ani began accepting pre-orders for Strike Witch's boxer briefs on Friday. So not only now can you watch shows where you know pantsu rather than pants rather than being actual pants or underwear, you can now buy underwear um, where it's actual underwear, I suppose. Um, it costs you $25 though which is a ridiculous amount of much to pay for underwear uh, but and they come in three styles for three different characters um, and, and in the Japanese sizes large and medium which I suppose that's small and very small for us Americans Probably. I'm not sure I found out that- uh, each of the briefs filters an illustration of the respective character on the front uh, alongside with the 
insignia of the anime's 501st joint fighter wing uh, written on the rear. Um, <laughs> a popular quote from the anime, I am not embarrassed since these aren't underpants, is also written on there, evidently, as well. Uh, that's really, really disturbing. You know, I'm an anime nerd, like, all the way, but I would very much not be buying this. What the hell would you show this to? Like, oh, man, dude, check these out. And then I, I suppose down. if, you know, you're... Your girlfriend's as big a Nataka as you are, then I don't um, know. I just still, you know. I would just still be like, why? Like, I can understand the cell phone. I, I mean, can understand. Who did you? Who, when you were a kid, who did you show your? You know, um, wait, no, I don't want to know. Who you no, showed, I, I was going to ask you who you showed your He-Man underwear to, but I really don't want to know, so I'm not going to ask that question. Oh, there's a guy in the corner. Uh, there's a guy in the alley named Ron. He was really nice. <laughs> he gave yeah. me candy. This. This this may be the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't see the point. Like I guess I I don't. Hey, you know what I read it though? I'm glad it's these because I was thinking like the underwear they wear, and I was like, oh uh, yes, I was too actually when I saw the story. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so you know like, what? This isn't as no. bad as it sounds. They're like boxer briefs. Yeah, I was complain. I was expecting it to be female underwear, and I was just gonna be like, no, that's just wrong. If you buy that for anybody in your life, you deserve to be shot. Here, honey, here's some Strike Witches panties. Yeah, I know. But. All right. That's just awful. All yeah. right, you get to Hell Sing director Uma Nogsuke. I, uh, Le- yeah, it is Leida. Leida passes away. He also did, uh, Gundam, the AIDS MS team, after another guy's passing, so. He's most well known for Helsing. Uh, he's also directed. Tideline Blue, Mighty Space Miners. Oh, that sounds like a thrilling anime right there. Oh, uh, damn, CD. he did Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. So, he also uh, do storyboards for uh, Dragon Ball... Or, no, Dragon Ball. Sorry, The Big O, Brady the Mighty, Decode, which is relatively new, actually. Brave King, Gogaigar, um, Cowboy Bebop, Jinrei, and newest show, probably Shangri-La, so... Bummer. Yeah. Passed away at 2.36 p.m. on November 26th. He was young, too. Yeah. Must have smoked if he had lung cancer, I guess. Dude, everyone in Japan smokes like a fucking chimney. Do they? Smoking over there is huge. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't say his age. He was dead. It was 49. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, first row. Boy, Japan... Gotta love your lung cancer and your nicotine tar coughing. Yeah. Bummer. So you're for smoking, though. Alright. K-On! franchise sells over 500,000 Blu-rays and DVDs. Ha! Good lord, that's pathetic. And wait till they hit America. It's not that good. You've never seen it. You can't count. You can't <sighs> You've never Sigh. seen it. 424,000 Blu-rays and 81,000 DVDs. Damn. Um, the K-On's fifth K-On volume moves 30,000 Blu-rays in its first week. Woo! So the uh, K-On anime franchise has sold over 500,000 Blu-rays and DVDs. I wonder what the why this huge shift now to Blu-ray. I think over here, I think DVDs still dominate the market. Not just in anime, but I mean just in general. 
Yeah, it could be because Sony's a Japanese market. They get, like, free Blu-ray players. Uh, yeah, certainly. I don't think Blu-ray... Because, I mean, only 81,000 DVDs. I mean, like, yeah, the sh- I guess it could be, too, that the show was all done in high def. It's like, I, I, I know for sure. Uh, I don't think we're getting the Blu-ray release here in America. We're only getting DVD. Honestly, I'd rather pay for the Blu-ray. Because, I mean, if the this show was done for an HD, you know, airing. So, I guess that could be a reason why, too. I, I don't know. I'm surprised <clears throat> that many of them have Blu-ray players. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, They're cheap now. You can get, like, $60 Blu-ray players. It's crazy. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Um, so, the first four volumes canceled over 29,000, 28,000, 28,000, and 29,000 in their respective category, or respective releases. Awesome. Moving on. Moving on. Suspects. So the Ghost in the Shell oh, standalone complex movie is going to be converted into 3D. <sighs> and if they ever bring that to America, I will be camping out to see that in the theater. Why, though? It wasn't... I'm so sick of this 3D phase. And... I mean, especially these movies that are... They were never intentionally done for 3D. That now they're like, oh shit, we gotta make it 3D. Audiences won't like it. Come on. They're gonna do the same thing they did with, um, uh, uh, The Last Airbender. The only 3D things in the entire Blanken movie were the stupid fireballs that occurred when they were showing the names of the actors at the beginning of the show. Ridiculous. And then they tried to pan it off as, This is going to be 3D. It is 3D. No, it wasn't shot in 3D. It was never made to be in 3D until the last second when friggin' Avatar came out and sold gangbuster tickets. Well, I think this has a chance of being good. Well, so. it's, a, it's a ghost on the show. It's... Yep, and it's awesome. Regarded a, the standalone complex... Solid State Society was an awesome movie. Uh, but then I pretty much like anything with Ghost in the Shell in, involved. So. Well, there you go. It's, uh, yes, I'm sure you do. It's an, uh, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to that. I don't I'm, know. I, I'm just good. so sick of this 3D bullshit. And Jesus Christ. And, and then uh, they're going to go above and beyond. And, oh, it's now being converted to 3D. What? Suspect said she's mailed a knife to a voice actor. Sho Hayama. Or Hayami, excuse me. Police already arrested the 46-year-old unemployed woman for sending a knife to school. Good job. Yeah. So Japanese police report that, that Mayumi Kanishi, a woman arrested for allegedly sending a knife to an elementary school as a threat. I wonder if she was dumb enough to put the return dress on there. I don't know. She said in her deposition that she was also sent a knife to the home of voice actor Sho Hayami. Uh, the authorities already charged the 46-year-old unemployed woman with forceful interference for the school incident. What? What? Your kid got beat up? Or, like, what was the point of that? You're... I don't know. I mean, did she just send it? If she sent a knife, she mailed a knife to the elementary school. I'm yeah. not sure how that's a threat. Um, if you've got an elementary school kid, weird. 46, damn. Unless she sent something else with it. No, it just you know, has a like knife. a note. 
Satan. According to the I'm investigators, eight. Koshi allegedly sent a knife and clothes in an envelope to Ayami's home in Tokyo at a Gao Award in late March of this year. They also say she likes anime <laughs> and was a member of the Hayami's fan club. Of so course, of course something... she likes anime. It's only people who like anime who do crazy things like this, right? Uh, no. The police are investigating any connection that um, Kanashi might have uh, to several dozen threatening... She might have sent several dozen threatening notes and cutler... cutler uh, I can't say it. Uh, well, what do they mean by cutlery there? Cutlery usually means nice. like forks and nice. spoons. So what? Yeah. Did she send forks and spoons? Maybe she to wanted him to get threatening maybe she wanted spoons. I mean, if she sent knives, say knives. Cutlery does not mean has a larger meaning there. Come on, that's, this guy, that's bad. This guy is popular though. He's been in Dragon Ball Z, Super Dimensional Force, Macross, and Macross Seven. So there you go. He also narrates commercials and produced both a musical and spoken. Word CD. <laughs> I am going to talk now. Oh, no, they have those. Yeah, there are spoken word CDs. Yes. So. Yes. All right. What the hell? So there you go. She. That is your news for the day. Yes, and you now know things. All so, right. Ready to move on? Yes, let us move forward. What the fuck? You can't say any dirty words. Really? You can't say fuck? No. And you can't say shit? No. The bonsai beat. What the fuck of the week? Damn, dude, that kid's fucked up. Yeah, one of these days I'll have to make a proper one. Alright, so if you ever go to Japan, and you happen to know Japanese, or just want to talk with a Japanese person while you're in Japan, these are ten things the Japanese just don't want to hear about. So, we need a drum roll. Number 10. Going on about... Yeah, apparently I don't care about your family. Of course, I wouldn't either. I'd be like, fuck your kid. So, going on about your family. Number 9. Prattling on about their work. 8. Gossiping about showbiz stuff. So, apparently, they're not big and crazy like over here. About Hollywood starlets and the idols. Number 7. Preaching... About some spiritual claptrap. They don't want to hear about Jesus. And or no, no, don't go over there and try and convert people. Going Not on, allowed. Going on about a show you haven't seen, so apparently you can't talk to him about last night's office. <laughs> Blathering about politics and or business. Moaning about someone or another. Babbling about some geeky hobby. So apparently, you know, nobody cares that you play Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, waffling about someone you don't even know. You just wa- hate that fucking Jackie Chan. He's a dick. See his last movie? I don't know. Finally, the number one. Bragging about yourself. So girl's my line of, I got an 8-inch unit, baby. Damn. <laughs> well, you know, as well on Sengaku Complex, um, you, you you remember Nanoha, right? That cute little sweet anime about you know the magical girl transforming. Come on, she's a nothing at all sexual about she's that. She's a ferret right? that talks. 
Yeah, not they're just cute, sweet, and no problems. No, no, not anymore. Um, evidently, on the Blue Ray race, Blue Ray release is now a low lie nipple, and um, you have to probably look really hard. Though, and they probably went frame by frame, and the drawing people probably just put in there as a fucking joke. I I don't know. It's pretty bad. The pictures. Oh no, they're dots. I have to say it's pretty bad. It's dots. But so yeah, it's not sweet and cuddly anymore. Slap an so MA on go. that. Bandai better go slap an MA rating on the. Uh, That's right. They're gonna need to. They're gonna need to, man. I don't know. I don't know. And then there's actually, you know, there's there's a new there's a uh, since you're gonna review. Um, uh, my little sister can't be this cute. There there is a new figure that you can get of the sister from that show that you can put on your desk. To show your wife, so yeah, no. no, I don't own a single figure to my name. And <gasps> although I, I have been talked into getting a um, Hideyoshi figure, but it's eighty dollars. I I don't know. <laughs> That's too much for a figure. But it's Hideyoshi. I don't know. But yeah, I I, I don't know. I maybe. But yeah, I I don't plan on buying any figures. They're too expensive. It's just too godly expensive. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was our what the fuck of the week. Let's go and just go talk about what the heck is coming out this week. The DVD picks of the week. Mm-hmm. It's another week, and more DVDs are being released. What should you get? It's time for the weekly DVD picks. All right. Honestly, there's like five things coming out, and I don't want any of it. So that's my pick. Nothing. <laughs> you know what? what? No. You know what my pick is? Go take advantage of Right Stuff's Black Friday sale that's still going on, I think, until Monday. Um, and uh, go get yourself some... A lot of the newer... Funimation titles are on sale, so go check My out rightstuff.com. You're you're not going to tell people to get the Urodashi Legend of the Overfiend Blu-ray? Come on now. I have not seen. We that. all know we need our raping demons in Blu-ray, in Blu-ray quality and high definition. I mean, come on, that's like the original hentai classic right there. Man. Well, you have a good time with your demons. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't actually buy that. Rent it once. Or rent, so you where the hell are you going to rent it? You've seen it. And, uh, go to go to Blockbuster and go rent Legend of the Overfiend. Be yep. right back. No, don't buy that because if anybody sees it in your house, they would run away. That show is disturbing and disgusting. and was That's wonderful. why you put a fake cover over it. You're like, oh, that's <laughs> gone with the wind. Yeah. Uh, if I had to choose something, I would choose the, the Hell Girl Three Vessels Collection too. But yeah, pretty much none of this stuff is great. Um, no, no, Birdie the Mighty, I have never even heard of. It's an older show, probably for a reason. Yeah, it's an older show. Funimation owns the licensing to it. Um, and again, Uradashi is well disgusting. Um, so, all right, my little sister can't be this cute. The show currently airing. They're on episode 9 of, I believe, 12. Um, basically, it's your closet otaku show. Um, Kirino is a 14-year-old girl. She's a model. 
She's a straight-A student. She's, like, perfect in every way. She's really cute. She's got blonde hair. She's just cute. I don't know. Either way, she's, like, the perfect girl, and she's popular, and blah, blah, blah. But she has a secret side to her. She loves manga and anime. And she likes playing, uh, um, ergo games that deal with having sex with her little sister. Because in her words, they're cute, and how could you do anything wrong to them? No, yes, no, no. She, we all know she really wants to make mad, passionate love to her older brother. No. Um, <laughs> so basically, the show that began with her, her and her brother, her brother Kyosuke's in high school, they, like the song says, she's cold as ice to him. She doesn't talk to him, she doesn't, like, they're... Right now, you know, he's in high school, she's in middle school. They're at that age point where, like, you do your own thing, I'll do my own thing. You know what I mean? What do we have in common? Um, I went went to the same thing with my brother. When I was in high school, he was in junior high. And for the longest time, you know, we didn't have anything in common because, like, you're in middle school. You know, it wasn't until after high school and stuff. And I, you know, now we're, like, cool. Anyway, you know what I mean? So it's, it's at that point in their life where they're just, like... I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing. And their relationship is kind of crappy at best. You know, they're there, they coexist, but there isn't much more to that. Um, Kirino uh, basically ends up dropping a, 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 a 18 plus Ergo game. Um, and uh, Kioske figures out, oh, it's. He, he can't figure out whose it is. And then his sister comes to him for advice. And basically admits that, like, yes, uh, that's mine. Apparently she has a secret closet that they did that got never got taken out during renovations or something. And it's filled to the brim with hentai games and of that nature. And the funny thing is, the creators of the show went to the, the, the game companies and said, Hey, we want to use your game box art in our show. And they agreed. So when this episode aired, the game companies were beyond pissed. Because they had stuff like school... It was hilarious. Yeah, they had stuff like school days, cross days, a bunch of like really well-known hentai games. And the studios were like, what the fuck? You didn't tell us a 14-year-old girl would be harboring all this. This doesn't make us look good. Mm-mm. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Screw you. Yes. So, uh... I think they learned a valuable lesson to ask. What are you going to be doing what with this exactly? What are you doing with it? <laughs> How will this be used in your artwork? Mm-hmm. And he even asked, he's like, well, why do you have all these games about little sisters? And he's like, oh, they're cute. He's like, okay. And she had like Blu-rays and DVD copies and multiple copies of the same shows because they were, you know, special releases and you know, LEs and all the other crazy stuff. She was like total otaku. He goes, well, how did you get all the money for this stuff? Oh, my modeling career. So, um, basically it starts out with her, you know, confessing her love for manga and anime and all that. But she doesn't have any friends that she wants, that she can talk to about it. And she can't talk to about it at school because, you know, she's popular and cute and, Everyone in the, everyone in the show, you know, kind of takes the, the view of oh the that otaku's, 
you know, they they aren't very good people, you know. Their morals are lax and, you know, you don't want to become one of them. So, you know, um, Kiyosuke suggests that she find a club or something to join. She finds an online woman girls uh, club, uh, basically teens and stuff, girls only dedicated to anime and otaku. She meets, she goes to a meeting reluctantly and meets uh, a girl named Neko. Kuro. Question. Yes. This is an online club. Yes, but they do an in, they do an female actually female. Yes, they do an online meetup. They're doing in real life, in real life meetup. Oh, okay. Like it is eight All or right. nine girls. Gotcha. So she meets a leader. She uh, is like this really dorky looking girl. She's got thick glasses and she wears like a plaid button up. Not a plaid, but like a. I guess a plaid button-up shirt. You know, it's like green. It's pea green. It's ugly. She wears, like, jeans. And then she meets another girl named Curl Neko, who is, like, obsessed with this anime. She dresses like a Lolita goth. And, um, you know, always prances around in this Lolita outfit, you know, this, like, gothy dress and whatnot. And, um, that she just automatically starts arguing with, with, uh, Curl Neko over anime and... They basically played off as, well, obviously they've become friends because they're calling each other bitches and just totally bad-mouthing each other's tastes in anime and things. But uh, as bad as it looks like, she becomes friends with these people, and um, she basically starts, you know, her relationship with Kyosuko gets better. He starts playing some of the... She insists he starts playing some of the games that she's been playing and, uh, this leads to trouble with his family. Um. You think? Yes. <laughs> Basically, um, his father finds out that Kirino likes anime and whatnot. And he knows that it's really important to her. So he finds, you know, he finds reasons to stick up for her and whatnot, and even goes as far as saying, oh, he found the one of the hentai, I mean, once again, one of the hentai games fell out in the open, this time in front of her father. And she was like, I, you, I can't believe you're playing this, you know, it's so immoral and disgusting, and, you know, you're going to be an otaku, da, 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 da. So he admits that, oh, no, 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 that, that game is mine. He's like, wait, what? You don't have a computer. Your little sister has a computer. So you're telling me you're playing a game in your sister's bedroom about having sex with your little sister? And then, then he proceeds to deck him and calls him a worthless son. Which is awesome. Yes. And about the only proper response to that situation. Yes. So. <laughs> that was great. I remember you telling me about that yes. scene. I cracked up yes. for a good five minutes. Yeah. It was beautiful. So. Uh, I mean, like, I don't want to give too much of the story away, but then they kind of move in from, okay, his, his family is cool with her having her stuff, they persuade him to just let it go, you know, he basically said, oh, I'm the one with the hentai games, you can leave Kirino alone, she just has anime and stuff, you know, she's perfect enough as it is, she's got straight A's, she's a model, blah, 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 you know, why can't she do what she wants? Anyway... 
Um, they tackle the fact that her friend, fi- her best friend, finds out that she's an otaku, and she wants nothing to do with, with uh, her, because on the news they said otaku uh, are bad people, and the otaku apparently killed a small girl or something. So I, I don't know. Um, basically, it's like a slice of life, basically, and um, you know, just following Kirino through her daily kind of exploits as being uh, an anime fan and just getting her roots established, you know. She goes to Comic Cat. She does all kinds of different things. All the while, her and her brother's relationship is getting stronger and stronger because even he's starting to like the stuff. And, and you know, he meets her friends and, you know, gets interested in just the general aspects of anime and things of that nature. So you also see their relationship as siblings get better because of her hobby. Um, I don't know how they're going to end it, though. I mean, heck, there could be a second season. The, on Sengaku, they were calling this, like, the best anime of the season. I I beg to differ, but... Well, I mean, you know why they're calling it that, right? Because it's a Klaus Otaku. Well, no, it's because of the, um... Well, she's the... really cute, too. The strange sexual orientation kind of there stuff. There is none of that. That's Shut up. That. Well, I mean, it's it, that's what Sengaku is hoping is going to come in the future. Probably I mean, well, this is Sengaku no. we're talking about here. Yeah, I, I don't um, know. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, like, it looks really nice. The artwork, the character models are all very well done. Um, the characters are really likable and identifiable. And, um... They do a good job in, like, establishing the characters and things of that nature. Um, I mean, it's an an alright show. I mean, like, from my personal opinion, I've seen other shows where they've got closet closet otaku girls. Uh, The one that keeps coming to mind is, uh, um, uh... Nawazaki Secret. I totally butchered that name. Um, Basically, it's another girl. Closet otaku. Guy finds out. But they end up kind of falling in love while sharing the secret of her otakuness. Uh, um, It's a a pretty interesting show again. I really liked that there was two seasons of that show. Overall, I would give... My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute, probably a five. I mean, for me, I'm just not crazy about the whole taku, like, closet taku thing. I mean, obviously, she's not as much anymore. It's only open. But with the subject of that, you can only do so much. And it's just so annoying that, yes, I will kind of give you credit. They do kind of push the boundaries sometimes between their relationship. Nothing too sexual. But they've both come out and said, like, we're never doing anything like that. Oh, my God, that's disgusting, you know? Because they've had other characters be like, oh, so is this your boyfriend? And they'd be like, oh, hell no. This is my brother. And that's my sister. You know, that's disgusting. So they've made it quite clear that um, you know, nothing will happen. But there's been situations they'll, they'll find themselves in that'll make you go, um, okay, why is this happening? So... That and the title is just an awful unfortunate. I don't know how I yes. want to tell people. Well, I'm watching the show. 
So, yeah, five so out of ten. Yeah, show called uh, My Little Sister Can't Be This Cute. Uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, to me, it's not like the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I guess people will like it if they like it, and if they don't like it, they don't like it. I, you know, hopefully, this interview, hopefully this review at least wants to maybe check it out if it sounds interesting. So, that is that. Um, any questions regarding the show? or? No, nope. I'm glad to know that um, it didn't end up... Um, no, it's not Akisora. I was afraid it might yeah, be. No, it's not Akisora. <laughs> it's not what? It's not Akisora. I'm not familiar with that one. It's an incest anime. Uh, anime. Oh, okay. Yes. That would be why I'm not familiar with it. Or Kiss Excess. Uh, oh, thank God it's not like that one. Oh, I still got a wonderful yeah. OVA. I don't know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> why? Can uh, I watch some Kiss Excess? Yes, huh? the fourth OVA is out. Uh, why? 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 All right. So... Next week, what should I review? What should I review? Hmm. Well, what are you watching? I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish anything. I mean, I guess. I could... You know what? I, I'll just leave it until next week. I, I can't think of anything on top of my head. That I, I, I have one thing on mind I want to talk about, but... I already kind of talked about it last week, so I don't know if I'd be worth going over. And it's only been one episode, so... I will leave it up in the air until next week's show. I'll post on Twitter probably Thursday or Friday when I figure out what I'll be reviewing. So, all right. Oh, did you have a good Thanksgiving before we uh, head out? I did. I did. Uh, I hope you did as well. Yeah, I went to Golden Corral. All we didn't right. feel like cooking or any of that, so we're just like, screw it. We're going to Golden Corral. Fifteen bucks, but I mean, it was. I've never been there, so it was good. And um, cool. Yeah, it was nothing spectacular, but I mean, it wasn't terrible either. So I'd go there again. So good stuff. Yes, steak on Thanksgiving. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. That's right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yes, yes, as always. Hey, thanks for listening. For more information about this or older episodes, visit www.bonsaibeat.com or subscribe to us in iTunes by searching The Bonsai Beat. You can also follow us on Twitter, username Jellocoon, or send comments, questions, and feedback to our email, bonsaibeat at gmail.com. Or you can leave a voicemail at Skype, username Jellocoon. If you are looking for other great anime podcasts, check out Otakast Radio. That's O-T-A-K-A-S-T. Hit their website at www.otacastradio.com. 